Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Inside MSD 15. We are so thrilled and grateful for our listeners as we continue this new adventure where we open doors and welcome you inside of our schools, our classrooms, our cafeterias, and so much more. Our MSD 15 community is so remarkable and I'm just so honored to help share their story. This episode, I'd like to introduce you to Amanda Birdie and Katie Mancalis. If you have students currently at Marquardt Middle School or who have gone to the middle school in the past, you likely know these two smiling faces. They are our incredible reading support teachers at the middle school, and they're so creative, so passionate, and so much fun. I am so excited to get to chat with them today. Let's get into it. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having us. We are so excited. This is my first podcast. <laughs> your first and not your last. So um, we've got a couple of days left in the school year. So I just wanted to also say thank you so much for carving out a little bit of time just to do this. I know it's busy right now. So I appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners appreciate it too. So I'd like to start out by talking about the incredible impact you both have on student learning experiences at the middle school. Uh, we see it deeply each and every day, but for our listeners who are parents and guardians or are new to the district, Amanda, can you walk us through some of the work that you do? We'd love to walk you through some of the work that we do. Um, Katie and I are part of the Marquardt Middle School Reading Team, and so we work with 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. Um, we work with teachers, and most importantly, we work with students. And what's, I think, the work that we really are most drawn to and spend the most time with is providing reading support for some of our striving students. That might look like small group work. It might look like individual conferencing. A lot of times it's helping match them up with books. And probably one of the things that we love most about our job is just finding them that right fit book. Um, so we have a variety of different roles, but we're most excited to talk to kids about what they're reading each and every day at Marquardt. I love that. That's great. And again, we've got just a couple of days left of school. Um, and I think this is just a really powerful and wonderful moment to reflect on this past year and also look to the year ahead. So Katie, what has been your biggest takeaway from the 21-22 school year? Uh, my biggest takeaway is just how much more uh, vibrant our learning community is when kids are back in uh, the building. Uh, there's just a real uh, certain power uh, that comes from learning uh, because so much of learning is social, especially for our middle school students. So having students back in the building uh, in, in a semi-normal school year, uh, there's just so much more uh, power uh, in learning that we have together with kids in front of us. Let's, let's talk about a phrase and just an unfortunate trend that school districts across the country are dealing with, you know, this time of year. It's called summer slide. So Amanda, exactly what is summer slide? That's a great question. The summer slide is a trend that does affect lots of schools, as you mentioned. And it is a very important um, thing to know about because if students aren't practicing reading actively throughout the summer, what happens is that their skills slide backwards. Sometimes two or three months worth of skills that have been built up decline. It's kind of like a runner who takes a three-month break from running sprints. They're not going to be as fast the next time that they run a sprint. So this slide is a real research-based um, concept, and it's a trend that we see, we observe within our buildings. Um, and that's why it's so important to really make time for reading-based activities 
of all kinds throughout the summer months. Very, very informative. Um, so essentially for a parent who is balancing work and life and everything in between all the curveballs that are thrown our way, Katie, how can parents stay on top of this to make sure that they're setting their student up for success for the upcoming school year? Well, uh, as Amanda said, it's important to stay in practice. Uh, and as a parent, you help set the routine at home. Uh, I do have a middle schooler at home, uh, so this can be challenging. Um, so uh, my advice would be uh, to help keep uh, reading fun. Uh, it shouldn't be, um, you don't wanna give the impression that it's a punishment um, or like a chore, uh, but you do want to sort of uh, help them connect with their interests. Uh, this is a great time to uh, explore ideas that maybe they don't get as much chance to during the school year, um, taking on additional, you know, like asking, just getting them to generate some questions and do some research. Um, there's a lot of that they can do on the computer or if you're able to take a trip to the local library. Uh, reading is is fun. And as a middle schooler, they're trying on all sorts of identities. Uh, so getting to sort of take those identities on in books is a really great place for them um, to spend their time. Um, on the practical side, uh, as a parent, I would say, um, you know, just reminding them of the importance of reading uh, is 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 part of it, but also helping them find the time um, within the day uh, to do that. So uh, in my house, you know, we we have sort of a checklist like every day. Let's uh, let's do something for our brain. Let's do something for fun. Let's do something for the house, uh, <laughs> and let's do something that just sort of makes us feel creative. Um, and the way we do that, it's it's sort of they the, my children get to still sort of um, find some choice within it, but we also sort of uh, make sure that we have a schedule that um, is flexible, uh, but still really productive for, uh, for good, healthy summertime habits. So you touched on so many good things there, and you kind of touched on resources, and that's such a crucial part of combating summer slide. So what are some places that parents could look when it comes to getting various learning materials, Amanda? That's a really important question because I know being a parent myself, just like Katie is, it's always good to know where the resources are to find um, books for students and for our children. So thinking about all of the resources we have right here, um, the local libraries um, in Bloomingdale, Glendale Heights, and Addison all have wonderful resources. They have wonderful librarians that are extremely helpful if you go in person. But they also, um, with your library card, you can all also access digital resources with any of these three libraries. Um, digital resources might look like a digital text that you would find and read um, on a digital device like a computer or iPad at home. You can also access audiobooks, so listening to a book that, you, that you're interested in reading. Um, and that could be on a digital device as well, but it could be on the go as you're in the car traveling somewhere over the summer while you're doing the laundry or having uh, or mowing the lawn, whatever kind of tasks uh, students are doing throughout the summertime, an audiobook is a really easy way to access a great story um, and to build their literacy skills. So our public libraries have all of these resources available to them, and it's important for parents to, to know that all of these are great options. Um, we want kids to read. We're hoping kids um, read as many books as they can over the summer, but we know in real reality Right, we need to have different mediums for them to be able to experience those books with. And all of these are great choices. Digital books, paper books, audiobooks are great books to read. 
love that. So there's a new exciting reading campaign that you're launching from our court middle school. Tell us all about hashtag high five MMS. Oh, I would love to. Uh, we are keeping it super simple. Uh, we are just trying to celebrate uh, our readers. Uh, so our high five uh, MMS campaign is simply uh, we want all of our uh, Marquardt Middle School students to read five. Uh, any five books, uh, just as uh, Amanda said, uh, we love audiobooks. So if that's your thing, do that. Uh, if you love chapter books, do that. Fat books, skinny books, informational books. We support uh, all reading. So uh, what you're going to do is simply choose five books that you want to read. That's the only requirement. Read them, keep track. Uh, and in the fall, we are going to give big high fives all around to our Marquardt Middle School students. And we're going to have a big party uh, where we give lots of high fives uh, to celebrate all the good reading we did uh, over the summer. Just to confirm here, audiobooks do count. Absolutely. Okay. We love audiobooks and our students do too. Love that. All right. So a big part about this is reading, but it's also about connecting readers as well. Can you tell us about how families, not just at the middle school, can get involved on social media? Sure. We'd love to have you take a picture of yourself or your child or the book that they're reading and post it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter using the hashtag High5MMS. Um, by posting it on there, you're going to get the opportunity to be featured on our district social media pages. And we're even excited to see what some teachers are posting because I know the staff here is already talking about what they're going to be reading this summer. Um, so we encourage you to take pictures, share what you're reading. Um, and build that community presence on our social media sites. And just if you're if you're listening to this, we want to make sure that you know it's high hashtag high five MMS with the number five. So mm. I'm going to throw in a curveball question here mm. for both of you if you're ready for Love it. Love it. What are you both reading right now? Well, um, the I finally, it's been on my list for a little while, um, but I started the series Nixia. Uh, I had a lot of good readers that I really trust uh, who told me how great it was. Um, so I just finished um, the first book last night. Uh, so I definitely will look to finish that series um, over the summer. What I was reading this morning on my way to work um, is a book by Sharon Draper called Out of My Mind. Mm -hmm. And I was reading that because I noticed she has a sequel coming out, mm -hmm. Out of My Heart. And so I haven't had a chance to read that book fully, and I wanted to really take a look. And what I enjoy about it is um, it's kind of the um, – it's about a, a student who has cerebral palsy. And so she's not able to communicate in a, in a using words um, or with actions. And so you get to see how her life is lived out through her own perspective. Um, and it's really enlightening to see all the ways that she's trying to communicate without being able to verbally or physically show um, her thoughts. So I've been really enjoying that. It's giving me a good perspective. And that's one thing I really love about reading is that it helps you to step into somebody else's shoes and build empathy and the sense of um I don't know what it's like to be a girl with cerebral palsy, but by reading this book, I'm going to have a different perspective on people with disabilities or in a, a situation like that. And so it's a good opportunity this summer to look out for books that might help us to understand a different person or a different 
um, situation than we've experienced before to kind of become an empathetic person and reader. I love that. I love that so much. And it's so powerful. Reading can really take you just a number of different places. Uh, but I want to take a second to step back um, and kind of look at your profession from a 10,000 foot view. So one last question for you both before we wrap up the podcast. What is your favorite part of what you do? What at the end of the day makes you smile? So many things, truly. Um, it's a gift to teach uh, and to um, share sort of like part of the journey uh, that these students have while they're in middle school. Um, middle school is a really cool time. Um, kids are not in the middle at all, right? They're, they've got high points and low points. It, it doesn't feel like they're in the middle, uh, but they're in such a cool part of their life where they're sort of exploring um, what they understand about themselves and who they want to be in the world. Uh, and reading is a really awesome place to sort of explore that and support kids on that. Uh, so uh, there are so many things I love about my job, but I think uh, for me, um, just connecting kids with books uh, is an incredibly um, just rewarding um, part of our job, uh, just because uh, you can see kids start to see more um, of the world and understand more experiences, um, like Amanda was saying. Uh, and storytelling uh, and books often have a way of doing that in a way that, um, that students can come to uh, in a safe way, um, that they can understand historical time periods, that they can understand sort of like some of the topics that are in the news, but in this sort of safe storytelling um, fashion that, that really kind of can speak to um, ways that they find those similar parts within themselves or things that then they can understand about their classmates. So it's just, I love it. Um, as I'm thinking about what I love most, there are so many parts. Um, and it's been kind of an interesting journey here because as we see kids come in sixth grade, right? And now they're exiting some of them in eighth grade. Sometimes they come mm. in as real strivers, right? And we work with That's them true. and we develop them and we guide them. But as you see them progress through the grades, I think that it's really rewarding to see where they end up as eighth graders mm -hmm. um, and what journey they've been on and where they are in their reading journey and how um, your influence has helped them to pick books that are high interest and that they want to read and they're excited to read. And then they're knocking at your door saying, okay, what's the next read? I really mm -hmm. want a next, another book like this. And so having those moments where you see those students that you remember being such strivers, mm -hmm. um, come to you and seek out their next great read and look to you as somebody that can really connect them with the next best book is a really rewarding part of our job. And it makes us excited to get new books in, to read new books, to read a variety of books so that we can really match them up perfectly with some of these kiddos that um, really require that perfect matchup in order to take on a new read. Thank you both so much for all that you do. You truly have such a passion and it's so evident from the conversations that I have with you both. So I just wanted to say thank you. And thanks for being thank on you. the podcast too. We're so excited to be invited. Thank you. Yeah, we had fun. Thanks. And there you have it. Two amazing teachers at our middle school, Amanda Birdie and Katie Mancalis. We are grateful to the Board of Education for their continued support of our MSD 15 community. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe to our channel and leave a comment for us. 
If there are any topics you'd like to hear discussed, just let us know. Thanks, and we'll chat next time on Inside MSD 15.